As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Wendy. And I'm Jess, and you're listening to the Food Heaven Podcast. Your online resource for inclusive and accessible wellness. Welcome back, everyone. This is part four of our burnout series. I can't believe it's breezed by so quickly. It's went by so fast, maybe because it's something that we're <laughs> excited to talk about. <laughs> That's true. And I also feel like it's been somewhat therapeutic to talk about this with you and also like to have an audience because you guys have been sending us feedback about how much you've been loving this series. And so I don't know, it feels kind of cathartic to like get it all out. Yeah. And also to hear that it's really resonating with people. We didn't think it was going to be such a big thing. Like, oh, my God, L- literally, like our producer has been sending us emails like, oh, my God, the downloads have like gone insane with this burnout series. So many people are tuning in, which was a little shocking for us because we weren't sure how you all were going to accept it. But seems like y'all are loving it. Yeah, which is so exciting. And it makes me excited about doing more series series is series in the future because I have been really motivated (laughs) with just thinking about our podcast in terms of clusters of episodes that have a theme. Like for me, that is personally more exciting to plan, but also to listen to because we listen to the episodes before they come out. And I, with this burnout series, like as soon as our editor sends a cut. I'm like listening to it regardless of what time of day it is. And I'm super excited to, to get feedback on it. So I think it's just something new, something fresh. We are happy that you guys seem to be liking it and sharing it. Thank you for that. And today in part four of this series, we are going to be a little more positive. Yeah. (laughs) Not toxic (laughs) positive though. We were like, Ooh, it sounds like we're just over life and yeah um, but we have been so we wanted to like be honest but you know sometimes it's like I don't know how people are gonna <laughs> interpret this is this actually helpful for people because with the podcast we try as much as we can to have it be like practical helpful but you know, we kind of just went on a whim with this one because we're like, yeah, I don't know that this is going to be that helpful aside from just like sharing our experience and maybe people being like, oh yeah, that resonates with what I'm going through. Yeah. And it's funny because I haven't really been listening to podcasts as much as I have in the past. And normally I like podcasts that are reporting based like stories, or I do listen to the New York times every day, the daily, but recently I'm like, hmm, I kind of like podcasts where they're just talking about nothing. I've been discovering some of those or even ones where 
it's just talking about pop culture or reality TV. And I'm just like, I need this in my life. I need to not feel like I only have to listen to or enjoy listening to these like heavier podcasts, but just things where people are just like complaining or sharing their, their stories or talking about the Kardashians. So I think we need to infuse a little bit more of that, but also keep it like Wendy said, our roots, which are practical sound bitey episodes. It's funny you say that because with the shows that I've been watching, I've just kind of been more into like mind soothing, numbing (laughs) type shows. So like, I'm not trying to watch something that's too intense that requires too much mental effort. Like literally it's been like Blink Empire, Real Housewives, like, you know, things that are just like entertaining and like documentaries are out, any type of like mystery, anything thought provoking, all of it is out. (laughs) Oh, okay. So documentaries are out. Yeah, I feel for you. now for now. I feel you on that. It's I think we have to be more intentional about having a balance of what we're consuming. And when everything is like mentally taxing, that also translates into physically taxing. And we just need to be more aware of how different things affect us. So I think that that's right along the lines of where I'm at, too. I was going to say for anybody who is tuning in for the first time to our podcast or like for the first time in a while. And you're like, what is going on? We had a four part burnout series. So go back up after you listen to this one, check that out. And the first part, we talked about our relationship with burnout, how we've been feeling. Part two was the structural reasons for burnout that we've identified and why millennials are the burnout generation. And then part three was why we can't stand social media and also we're addicted to it. And this part four is going to be more finally feeling hope, what has been working for us as we navigate through this new burnout chapter. Yeah. Do you think there is hope? <laughs> I actually do. Yeah. I was sent okay. my mom a message this morning because my mom is doing Reiki. Oh, okay. My mom is like meditation, yoga. She did yoga with me on Friday and it was amazing because she's a yoga teacher too. And now she's like, she's into all that stuff, like hypnotherapy, Reiki. So now she's like taking Reiki classes. And anyway, she's like, I'm doing Reiki on you. Like, so you might be feeling whatever, (laughs) like a couple of times a week when I like am focusing on you. And I said, mom, I think that it's actually making a difference because I've kind of been feeling like there is hope and I'm feeling a little bit better about things. I mean, it's also probably I started medication. Because <laughs> I'm like, why am I in a good mood? Oh, well, butrin. That's probably, you know, part of it. But um, I am starting to finally feel a little bit of hope. What about you? Good. I don't know. I don't know that I am, but I hope that it'll come. <laughs> yeah. I I just feel like I'm just in the thick of it. I'm just kind of taking it day by day. I'm trying to do things here and there that'll be helpful. But right now I'm not feeling that hopeful, but I'm happy that we're having this conversation because I do think that there are things that have been helpful. They haven't completely been, you know, just like, lifting off the feelings of burnout from my chest but Mm. you know I feel like that's gonna take a lot of work and a lot of like just big changes that I don't know that I'm ready or able to do right now 
Yeah. Do you think that it is because you are working a lot? Yes, I do. Like, cause I feel, I don't feel like you seem to be as burnout until you start taking on so much more extra work. Yes. I do think that that is a big part of it because before taking on the amount of work that I have right now, I just had like a completely different routine going. I think it was a little too lax though. Mm. <laughs> so I feel like then transitioning to the other side of the spectrum is like, what is going on? Because before I would be taking naps for like an hour or two during the day, I would be like, you know, casually like cooking, kind of like just going on my own schedule. And I, I'm not really able to do that right now. So I feel like that dramatic shift yeah. has been like just kind of like I've been a little frazzled by it. It's just like, oh, my God. So, yeah, I mean, I got to figure it out. Yeah, I think you will. <laughs> it's just so tough. And also when you're dating, it's like and you're not living with the person we talked about this. It's You kind of. Yeah. It's destabilizing because you're kind of going back and forth. And I remember those days where it's just like, yeah. ugh. I know, especially in New York, because it's like kind of hard to get around the yeah. traffic. I mean, everything is a lot of work, just the energy of the city. So I'm just like, oh, God, I can't. And then like my mom is currently here right now in the country. Oh, okay. And like, you know, it's just it's a lot. She, <laughs> she got me doing the most with her. So is she staying know. with you? Yeah, well, she's staying with me and my sister. Right now she's at my sister's house, okay. but she's coming back tonight. So, yeah. That's probably why I haven't heard from her oh. for a couple of weeks. <laughs> usually... She's been so busy. Like, right. oh, my God, literally, like, this lady has been out in these streets morning till night. With like, her friends? Or, like, what is she doing? With, yeah, like, hanging out with all her friends, going on lunch dates, going to the mall, going shopping. Aww. I'm like, oh, my God, she is just over the moon she's booked and busy so booked and busy like oh that's my god that's so cute yeah but she's been driving me crazy i'm Aww. like girl oh my god like i can't hang out right now <laughs> yeah well because you have so much going on and like it's hard i trust me i'm like complete yeah. opposite right now where i'm just like i'm trying to do as little as possible and let's see how that goes Whenever my private practice clients ask me for a recommendation for a multivitamin, I always have one answer. And this answer remains the same whether or not they are sponsoring our podcast. And that is Ritual. I have been recommending Ritual for years. Anyone who's worked with me knows they are my favorite multivitamin for so many reasons. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin was formulated by exhaustive research to help fill the nutrient gaps in the diets of women 18 and over. What are some of the gaps that Ritual helps to fill? Well, for example, over 97% of women age 19 to 50 don't get enough vitamin D from their diet. And this is so true, especially for people who are melanated because our body is not able to synthesize vitamin D from the sun as easily. Also, 95% of people don't get the recommended daily omega-3s from the diet as well. So with Ritual, you have all of that covered and more. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin contains nutrients to help maintain brain health, bone health, and blood health, and also provide antioxidant support. I also really like that Ritual is committed to third-party testing, and they use traceable ingredients and always have very clear communication. Sometimes when I'm working with a client, I'll even go onto the website with them and share my screen and show that Ritual has a really great informative website that says where each nutrient is coming from. 
Right now, Ritual is offering our listeners 10% off of your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash food heaven and turn healthy habits into a ritual. That's 10% off at ritual.com slash food heaven. If you are someone who lives an active lifestyle or you want to be more active, listen up. With all the different brands and trends about sports nutrition, it's so difficult for many people to know where to start. For example, should I use a product before I hit the gym? What product should I use? Or if I'm training for a marathon, how do I best fuel myself? There's just so many options and not enough trusted information. That's why we're so excited to have Gnarly Nutrition as part of our routines and is our podcast partner. Their Gnarly system and full range of sports nutrition products helps you choose the perfect products to fuel your passions and help you feel your best. As dietitians, we are all about standardization of supplements, and we want to know that supplements contain what they say that they do. That's why we love that Gnarly Nutrition products are all NSF certified, which means they contain the ingredients on the label and nothing else. What I find most helpful about Gnarly Nutrition is that they have a website where you can figure out what works best for you and your goals. They have everything from everyday products you can use to fuel up or performance nutrition products that you can take during your exercise and activity routines. If y'all been listening, you know that I love my hydration packets and Gnarly sends them over and I've been having those every morning before my walk and actually my husband is on them too and we're kind of like fighting for the last batch that we have left. We want you to push your possible with Gnarly Nutrition too. So we've arranged a special offer for our listeners. Get 15% off your entire purchase, but only when you visit gonarly.com and enter the promo code FOODHEAVEN. Don't wait. Visit gonarly.com. That's G-O-G-N-A-R-L-Y.com and enter the promo code FOODHEAVEN to get 15% off your entire purchase today. Okay, let's get into our tips, not even tips, just like conversation about what has been working. Before we do that, though, I want to read a listener review. This is from Eloise and they write such a thoughtful show. I just listened to the capsule wardrobe episode and appreciated it so much. Thanks for cutting through the noise and having a conversation that gave actual useful advice. I will be making my way back through your catalog. Thank Thank you you for sharing that review. I love the name. Yes, me too. (laughs) Pigeon. I just thought about this is a random side note, but one of my best friends, Bibi, has had a pigeon camping out on her balcony and she had to like, yeah, the pigeon started having babies on the balcony. They pretty much took over her balcony and now she can't hang out on the balcony anymore. Oh, no. Anyways, that's New York City for you. So feeling hope. What's been working? Yeah. (laughs) Talk to me, Jazz. I mean, I feel like it would be good for you to start this conversation because I'm still trying to figure it out. I feel like your stuff is probably a little more expansive than mine because I don't have much, but okay. I'll sh- I'll share the little bit that I do have. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, it, I don't have anything figured out. Oh, the other thing I think that's helping is I started therapy this week because I'm sure anyone listening is probably like, girls, y'all need a therapist. And that is true. So Mm -hmm. I did start Mm -hmm. therapy and that is just exciting for me. So in terms of what has been helping, I think with the pandemic, there was a little bit of isolation, obviously, because we were not as connected with everybody. And this summer was the first time I got to see my friends. And I I mentioned that 
I had traveled a lot and saw my friends for the first time in a couple of years, many of them. And I think it was very helpful to talk to people who have known you for 20, 15, 10 plus years and just really be vulnerable with what you're going through and have people give feedback as folks who love you and have known you for a really long time. So I feel like that actually for me was transformative in terms of being able to have those deep conversations. That's number one. And just and realize that you're not alone and kind of once you open up those doors, then people will start to say, oh, well, like this worked for me. And like my therapist is, has suggested this and this has changed my life. So one of those suggestions was working on time management and figuring out what is getting in the way of managing your time well. For me, there's so many things, but I think the main thing is not giving enough time to do things and trying to multitask and also the phone, obviously. So my friend had suggested try to figure out like a schedule, which these are very basic things. And of course, we all know this, but it's like, do we really always do it? No, we don't. And so when I started doing that, it really changed everything for me. So I realized that I'm really good with focusing earlier in the day (laughs) and like in the afternoon, Mm -hmm. not so much. So I'm trying to as much as possible. It's not always possible. And I know for people who don't work for themselves, this is even more challenging, but just have like themes that I'm working on like for that week or that month. And those first three or four uninterrupted hours, like closing down my email, taking my phone out of my room and just focusing as much as I can on those things. And then afternoons, like opening up my inbox, you know, being available for meetings. And I think that simple thing has been super helpful with managing time. Mm, I love that. That sounds really helpful. Yeah, I need to get my ass to therapy. I should just keep like putting it off, putting it off. And like, well, first of all, it's like, I don't even know when I would be doing therapy. I feel like my time is already so limited. But then my concern, (laughs) which I know is the point of therapy, but it's that I'm going to open up all these things that I've been putting aside not wanting to deal with from you know like whatever all the deep stuff and then it's like oh god now I gotta do all this emotional labor and I could barely like function right now I just don't know that I have the capacity to do it but I know it's important and (laughs) I feel like I gotta I gotta figure that out but therapy is not a priority for me right now even though it probably should be again I've been sticking with the bare basics because I literally cannot even deal. And so something as simple as breathing and being intentional about my breath has been very helpful because what I have noticed is that I constantly have like all the (laughs) a million things going on right now. And I start getting like shortness of breath, like kind of panicky throughout the day. And it happens quite often where I'm like, (gasps) and then it's like, wait a minute, I'm not even like taking a second to breathe. I'm just kind of like rushing through, you know, things and thoughts and like whatever. And also I'm just thinking about the impact that this has on my body, on my health, because every time I'm kind of clamping up inside, I know it's a stress response. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't even want to know what's happening metabolically in my body right now. I feel like all types of things are like shooting and like my brain, it's not good. Anytime that comes up, 
I literally just pause what I'm doing and I just I exhale. And also what I've been doing is getting up too, because like I'm always at my desk. And so getting up like every 30 minutes to an hour and like walking, breathing, stretching, and then coming back, it kind of helps because it like kind of just deprograms my mind from all of the windows that I have open on my computer. Yeah. Oh, I love everything you said. In terms of therapy, I totally agree. And that's why I've been putting it off. For so long and it just got yeah. to the point where like I can't put it off anymore because it's it's either put it off and like you're non-functional or deal with it but that's after years of because I haven't done it since 2020 when the, <laughs> when the pandemic started I was like I'm good we don't have anything going on mm-hmm. so I get that and then I I feel you too with the breath I find that when I'm working often I start holding my breath I don't know yeah. what that's about <laughs> It's like when I'm really focused, I'm like, and it's like, why are you, bre- <laughs> girl, like, why are you not breathing? It makes yeah. no sense. But I think the fact that you are doing the deep breath, like, yes, you're creating the stress response, but you're also counteracting it by breathing. I think that yeah. mitigates a lot of it, right? I hope so, girl. We're going to have a stress expert on. <laughs> <laughs> That's in the That works. is a great idea. Yes. I would love to have a stress expert on. Yeah, because it's like, oh, can't imagine all the things that are going on in my body, you know, during the day with all these like stress responses. But yeah, also sleeping, which we constantly talk about how important sleep is for us. But yeah, lately I've been just like trying to get to bed by 1030 because I know that now, first of all, I'm just feeling more tired. So I need more sleep. I need like eight to nine hours versus seven to eight that I was having before. And so, you know, if I go to bed by like 1030, I start work at 10. So I know that I have more than enough time to like wake up, take it easy in the morning, not rush to things, meditate. Like, you know, I just like having a couple hours to like get my morning together versus like waking up and then going to the computer. 100% agree with that. Very similar to mine. I put my Fitbit watch on again for the first time in like three years. And it isn't about anything other than having an alarm on my hand. (laughs) And I love having that bedtime alarm where it's like nine o'clock, like this is time to start getting ready so that I can be to sleep by 10 o'clock. Similarly to you, I also realized I can't just roll out of bed and work, even though it's tough because I am most focused like in the morning, like six, seven, eight a.m. However, if I just start working, then my body suffers. And the best thing for me, like point blank period is physical activity in the morning because I won't do it any other time. I've tried. I'm like, oh, I'll do it at 11. I'll do it at 5 p.m. after dinner. No, it has to be at like 7 a.m. most days all or something. And mm-hmm. that just helps with my overall happiness. For me, it's like a catalyst, right? So it's like before during the pandemic, I wasn't always even getting dressed. And then when you don't get dressed, then it's like, do you even eat breakfast? I usually do, but maybe it's, you know, random times. So when you work out, it forces you because you're sweaty. Got to take a shower. Got to get dressed. You you have to eat, you know, and so it just kind of starts your day off. Right. And I think one thing, too, with like getting to bed, because you mentioned that this has been something that I've been doing for a long time, though. But just trying to make sure I stick with it is no phones in the bedroom. 
period. Yeah. It just doesn't work for me because that is the number one thing that is the source of my burnout <laughs> is the phone. Because I'll just be like, oh, let me get on the email. Oh, dang, like this brand emailed. Okay, well, shoot, I got to do this. And it just like ruins my whole flow of my day. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you're just on, I don't know, like looking up every cast member to love is blinds Instagram or something. And it's oh like, Oh my God. <laughs> like, why do I, need I was to do doing this? that last night with <laughs> bling empire. I was like looking through each Instagram. <laughs> yeah. I just like, I, why did I just spend an hour doing that? So I can't mm. do that. Yeah. Phone is in a whole nother room charging. What else? Oh, we are I like that. We're going to be having a time management episode not next week, but the week after. And I'm so excited because it kind of falls in line with burnout and how to manage it. Because for many people, I think it is a time management issue. Well, partly not the whole thing. But one thing that this person said in the interview and that I also when talking with a friend realized I'm horrible at is rushing to meetings. So my friend was like, have you ever considered like, giving yourself a bigger buffer and then getting everywhere early and then having that time to either read a book or play on your phone or play games. And I'm like, oh, because I'm always rushing from one thing to the next and I'm still not perfect, but I would say maybe I'm 50% better at like getting there early. And then it just, like you said, with the stress response, my stress is so much lower because as a provider myself, I really like to respect other people's times. Like if I'm going to the doctor or whatever. So if I'm late, it's like, I'm calling them. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm going to be five minutes late. I respect your time. I'm so sorry. And it's just like too much drama. (laughs) Yeah. So just be five minutes early. For sure. This week's podcast partner is Lexus. Yes, I'm sure you've heard of them before. This is the luxury car brand, and I've been obsessed with their cars since forever. But my favorite thing about them is that they never stop improving their vehicles. The Lexus RX is the best-selling luxury crossover of all time and the best-selling luxury vehicle every year since it was first introduced. Lexus has never mistaken being ahead with being at the finish line, so they've reimagined every aspect of the RX. The thoroughly redesigned 2023 RX features heart-pounding design, intelligent technology, and courageous performance. This 2023 RX has a ton of new features that allow you and your car to work together, like the pre-collision system that can slow the car when it detects a pedestrian in its path, which is such a great added safety feature and especially useful in New York City where people are literally just (laughs) not following the stoplights. It's a great feature to have here. It keeps me at ease, especially when backing out of parking lots or driving on a busy street. This car also features the first ever RX500H S-Sport Performance Hybrid that ups the ante on RX performance. The car is also beautiful, which is an added bonus. And the reimagined Lexus RX makes it so clear that Lexus has really listened to what drivers want and delivered. Just like the RX, its drivers are the people who don't rest on their laws and are always striving to up their game. The Lexus RX is the perfect vehicle for people who want to venture beyond the expected route and never lose their edge. Never lose your edge with the all-new Lexus RX. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. With the movement too, just like finding movement that 
is enjoyable, which we've also spoken a lot about in the podcast. But like in trying to, you know, like get an exercise routine going, which is absolutely a struggle for me right now, just like staying consistent. If it's something that I'm excited about, I'm going to be more likely to do it. And so that's been helpful. I actually started kickboxing again. Uh, yesterday I know and I was like oh my god I missed it so much and like I was just so happy after class and I'm like yeah I need to like (laughs) stick with what works and just like the reason I stopped going was because like the commute it was kind of a mess but what I decided on was like okay what's gonna be realistic for me to like go and keep going and so I'm gonna just do two days a week I feel like, you know, that's a better goal than like going every day like I was going before because it's like the commute was burning me out. Yeah. So movement definitely helps. Also, like just eating because I've noticed like before, since I had a lot more flexibility with time, I was able to eat more intuitively, I guess I would say, because like I don't like having too much of a structure, but like, you know, I could wake up and then wait a few hours and then have my breakfast. It was more leisurely. And like now I don't, I can't do that because I have certain breaks and it kind of sucks because I might not be hungry during the breaks that I have. But then what happens is that if I don't eat, it trickles and then I get a huge headache and I'm like ravenous. So I've been kind of like, training my body to just eat even though I'm not hungry to just eat when I have those breaks it's not ideal but this is the reality for many people where you have a lunch break you have a snack break and you kind of just have to eat during those times even if you're not like super hungry and I'm trying to see if my body will just like adjust to that because the other side of it is like okay yeah I don't eat in hopes that I'll get a little break to eat when I'm actually hungry and then I don't get that break and then it just becomes a mess even worse complete mess yeah yeah I feel that that's tough that's something that a lot of clients I've worked with have struggled with like the intuitive eating and also not being hungry during breaks but I love the concept of planned hunger where it's just like yeah you know you're not going to be hungry at that time but that's your only opportunity so you got to just eat something you got a snack yeah exactly okay okay so my next thing is this is very practical, but it's the workstation. And a lot of my things are work related. My next one is rest related, but it's the time management of the work that gets in the way of the rest. So for me, the desk needs to be clean. My nature is kind of a mess, you know, like things are messy, the house can be messy, but I can't really function well like that, even though that is my nature. So it's like, okay, knowing that I just kind of don't want to do it, but I have to do it anyway. So cleaning my desk. I also find that listening to music is very helpful for me. Do you find that with like getting work done? No, not for me because I get, yeah, I get easily stimulated, overstimulated. And so I like silence. I I feel like any sounds are like, it's too much stimulation on top of what I already have going on. That makes sense. I feel like whatever music I'm listening to, depending upon the mood and the tempo of the music, it'll affect my working style, sometimes negatively, sometimes positively. So if I'm looking for stimulation, I will listen to stimulating music. And I feel like that's better for me than coffee because it has the same effect. Also, keeping the phone out of the room when you're working and when you're focusing, that's super helpful because again, that's a big source of distraction. And one thing I'm going to try to stop doing, and I know most people don't do this. I don't know why I 
do this is answering random phone calls from yeah, random I don't numbers. Even bother, child, especially with the spam, like <laughs> it's out of control now. I'm like, what? And it, I, I don't even pick up. I feel like nobody does, but I do. And it's like, I'm sucked into like, oh, pre-apply <laughs> for this. Like you're approved for a line of credit. And, it's, and I'm like, oh, maybe I do need a line of business credit. It's like, no, I don't know the number. And sometimes I feel like I have to answer because I always do have a lot going on. And with the Joshua Tree property, if I see a 760 number, I'm like, oh, that's some going on with that. But it's like that can wait until the afternoon when I can have more output of my energy versus the morning. It needs to be more input. Yeah. The phone calls. That's something that I struggle with because like I'll be like constantly checking my phone, even like while I'm talking to someone, I'll be like, oh, let me check my phone. And then it like it'll trigger the anxiety because if it's something that I actually need to get to that requires my attention, I can't do it at that moment anyways. I don't even know why I'm bothering checking my phone, but it's like, you know, just having to always be in the know. That's something that I also need to work on for sure. I wanted to say like, because in the midst of all of this, it's also really important for me to like maintain relationships that are most important, but then it can also backfire because that can bring on anxiety (laughs) and burnout. So it's a tricky one because like, that's top of the priority list for me and like what's the point of like working so hard and doing all these things if you're not able to like spend the time with the people that you love but also it's like it's a fine line because you don't want to overcommit to doing that and then you're stressed out about that so I want to put that out there because (laughs) I think it helps but I have to just be super careful about how I go about doing it so that I'm not overcommitting to people yeah I feel exactly the same. I don't have the answers for that. Yeah. I would like to get better at, like we're talking about, having dedicated time. Kind of like Cal Newport, Mm -hmm. who, if you have not listened to that episode called Digital Minimalism, you must. And he also has a really good book called Digital Minimalism. But he talks about people having office hours where it's like you broadcast to your friends in your network like, hey, Every day between four and five, I'm driving home from work. It's a great time to call me. He actually doesn't recommend texting. None of that. He's like, talk on the phone or meet up and stop trying to have conversations on text. I mean, I don't know, though. I think that's I think in theory, that's great. But this is like not the world that we live in. But at office hours, I love that. And even my friend Ashley, she typically will like call me or if I do need to call her, I know that like she's taking a walk from 12 to one and she's available for calls or like she's driving home at these times. So that's one way, just kind of organizing it in a way that fits your schedule. Yeah. I think that that's, that's a great idea. And also just being all right with not being able to do all these things and not just all these things, but also all the things that you're supposed to be doing, because I think especially for us being like type A, always trying to be in control. It's like there's always that lingering elephant in the room if something didn't get done. And it's like the reality is that especially, you know, once more and more and more responsibilities start getting tagged on, you're just not going to be able to do it all. And, you know, it just is what it is. And I feel like I am. Yeah, I'm trying to kind of wrap my head around that because I get so much satisfaction in like checking things off the list, being like, this is done. I feel so accomplished. And I was like, you know, 
I'm still trying to like do all the things that I'm supposed to do, but it's not going to be on like the timeline that I thought that it would be, you know, it might just take a little longer and that's okay. One thing I just thought about is we don't have kids. I don't know why I'm always thinking about kids and this advice may not even be fully relevant to you if you have kids. So take everything with a grain of salt and it might be a good idea to have a burnout expert who can come on and talk about how to manage burnout when you have kids. Cause I feel like that's a completely different thing that we're not equipped to talk about because that's not our experience, but yeah, I just want to put that out there. I don't know why I thought of that. Yeah, for sure. One other thing for me is more related to rest. And I think what I'm going to try to do, because I did it this last week and it was just amazing and it's so basic, but having a Sunday that is literally only focused on rest and pleasure. And for me, like I mentioned, the phone can be a source of anxiety. So maybe that's a day where I'm not really on the phone as much. I might just want to watch a show. I don't want to have any structure. I don't want to get dressed. I don't want to move that day. And just going with whatever feels good in the moment versus what you think you should be doing. I've never done something like that. And I know, again, this is very basic. I'm usually like trying to be productive all the time, which is a toxic trait. So yeah, but just starting with that one day a week, I think is going to be really good for me. Yeah, that's a really good one. And that actually had me thinking a few weeks ago, I had all these plans for the weekend and then it ended up just like raining crazy over here in New York City. And so everything got canceled and we were literally locked in for the whole weekend. And I can't tell you how happy I was like to just like sleep and watch movies and not do absolutely anything. I was like, oh my God, this was God's time. I was like, this is just like perfect timing because I that's really what I needed to just like not do anything. And so, yeah, I got to try to incorporate some of those weekends too because uh, they just feel so good. Yeah then you actually feel rested versus where you're trying to do all these things. And I think Saturdays for me can be the errands and the meeting up and, you know, going to this show or I don't know, but I need one day a week where there is not, not a one plan. Yeah, for sure. Well, that is all we have today. Next week, we are going to be doing an episode on burnout meals because, you know, as we mentioned, like eating and food could be a struggle for people who are burned out. And so wanted to do a short and sweet episode about that. Thank you so much for tuning in. One thing I want to add is I really am curious what you guys are doing to either prevent burnout or work through it and maintain your sanity. So we are asking people to take a screenshot of this burnout episode and share it on your social media, on Instagram, in your stories, tag us at boot heaven and add one or two things that you have been doing to help with your burnout. And we will reshare those so that we can all get ideas from each other because it's all about listening and learning. (laughs) (laughs) okay well i'm sarcastic but yeah (laughs) 
Thanks so much for listening to another episode of the Food Heaven podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to connect with us online. We're most active on the gram at Food Heaven, but we're also on Facebook and Twitter at Food Heaven Show. If you like this podcast, make sure to rate, review, subscribe, and share with a friend. Yep, our podcast is released every Wednesday, and each week we take a deep dive into topics like health at every size, food and culture, intuitive eating, mental health, and body acceptance. If you're looking for a sustainable and inclusive path to wellness, come hang out with us to learn how to take care of yourself from the inside out. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.